בשם השם נעשה ונצליח. Happy Lag Baomer to everybody. We know that one of the most important things that Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai did was to teach us about the idea of reincarnation. Reincarnation is very important to know why. Because we know that God is fair. Right now, around 100,000 people passed away in the world. I don't know the latest trend from the C-19 virus. And so many people are suffering and so on and so forth. Why? If somebody, you know them perfectly, that they're a righteous and wonderful person. So usually on such a night we do the book of Joshua. But since it's Lagba Omer, I wanted to dedicate the class entirely to the idea of reincarnation. The Ramchal, Rab Moshe Chaim Lutzato, which was one of the greatest Kabbalist of all times, teaches us something very fundamental, and that is that it's a very, very essential and important thing to know that there is a person can die, the soul can come back. This is called Gilgul Neshamot, or what we call in English reincarnation. Now why is this so important to know? The reason why this is so important to know is again, a lot of times people are not suffering for the mistakes they did in this lifetime, they're suffering for the mistakes they did in a previous lifetime. So, the most famous place that the Zohar tells us about this concept is by the Everybody has re- learned about the book of Job, Eov. Now, Eov was a very righteous person, and then God kills all his children and his wife, and gives him all these terrible, terrible difficulties. The question is, why does bad things happen to good people? Well, it's the first question that Moses asked God, and it's a perplexing one. If Eov, with all his heart and soul, served God, then why would God punish him? The answer is very simply, Eov, which in English they call him Job, was a reincarnation of the father of Abraham, Terach. And Terach, as we know from the famous Midrash, what was he in the business of doing? He was in the business of selling idols to everybody in his community. And since he caused thousands upon thousands of people to sin, he had to become reincarnated, recycled. And he had to be terribly, terribly punished so his soul could be purified and it would be 
loyal and could enter the holiest place in the world which is the where the Shekhinah is so this is very important why it's the, our number one challenge in life is not to get depressed our number one challenge in life is to never lose our faith in God now the Holocaust for example or right now in the world we saw out of the hundred thousands of people that passed away from the C19 virus there were some of them that were terribly, terribly righteous. So why does good things happen to bad people? So the answer is very simply that we have to understand our lifetime, we may have been here. This body is only like what? It's just like a clothing. Our true self is our neshama, our soul. And our soul was here in past lifetimes. It could have made terrible, terrible mistakes that we don't know. But one thing we do know about God is it's fair. That's why the Ben Ishchai and the Ramchal say that it's so important to be aware of this idea of reincarnation. Why? Because now you could swallow this hard pill of seeing good people suffer or yourself. Self. A lot of times we get sideswiped and say, why am I suffering so much? I didn't do anything Bad, God doesn't love me, no. It's all a purification process. Like the whole world with the C19 virus is going through a purification process. And the idea of reincarnation is therefore helps us tremendously to understand what? For us to understand why good things, why bad things happen to good people. And therefore, we should never lose our emuna. So, Elliot and the people that are part of the class from last week, tonight, with your permission, I'm going to talk to you about who Joshua was a reincarnation of. And it's a fascinating class. It's um, something that... The, the, tonight, Shior, we are teaching from Mishnada Gilgulim. If anybody knows how to read Hebrew and is interested in the subject of reincarnation, then I recommend this book. It's called Mishnat Gilgulim. It tells you anybody in the Bible, in the Torah, who are they a reincarnation of, and why did they become a reincarnation. And actually, he devotes two chapters to Joshua. Now, who was Joshua? He was the star student of Moshe. And he was the one that led the Jews into the land of Israel. But guess what? Joshua was a reincarnation of Yosef HaSadik. Yaakov Avinu's 11th child. And guess what? The woman that had a, wanted a, to have a love affair with him, that he ran away from, was who? Zolecha, Potiphar's wife. Who does who did who knows who Joshua ended up marrying? Rachav. He ended up marrying the number one mistress in the land of Israel, which was Rachav. She was a reincarnation of none other than who? 
Zolecha, the wife of Potiphar. Now, tonight we're going to go and explain. I want to tell you something. There's a lot of YouTube videos on this. When a person becomes reincarnated, their mazel, their mission is similar to their mission in their previous life and a lot of the stuff that happened to them the first time they were in the world will happen to them again when they come again in the world. Now, very interestingly, it's not a simple thing. If you look in Rashi, Zolecha, which was the Egyptian master's wife of Joseph, said, I want you. She saw that they were soulmates. But they were soulmates that were meant to be together in a different lifetime. In the lifetime where Joseph became reincarnated and came back into the world in the body of who? In the body of Joshua, the star student of Moshe Ra'ayah Mehemna. Now, what was the Joshua we said last week in our class? Joshua, Yeshua was like the moon. And guess what? Where did he get married? In the city of Yericho, which means the city of the moon. He got married to the soulmate that had come after him in the previous lifetime, but was uh, unable to make the match work, but he, they ended up getting married in the second lifetime. And the Chida says such a great thing. It says when Jacob blessed his son Joseph, he said, Ro'e Yisrael, you're going to be a shepherd of the nation of Israel. And who was the ultimate shepherd that took the reins from the number one shepherd, Moshe, the number one leader of Moses, who was his successor, Yahushua. So already the Chidah says, it's very clear that this idea of Joshua being the reincarnation of Joseph is very clear. They both lived 110 years. If you look in the, the Midrash, it says Rivka and Kahat, the son of Levi, they lived the same amount of years. Levi, the third son of Moshe, and his grandson Amram lived the same amount of years. Yosef and Yoshua both lived 110 years. And guess what? Just like Joseph passed away before all of his other brothers, how long did Yosef live? 110 years. Levi, his brother, lived 130 years. A lot of Moses' brothers, they lived what? They lived 120 years. Joseph passed away younger than all of his brothers, even though he was the youngest after Benjamin of all the brothers. And why is that? Because Joseph was had a tremendous amount of power. And we learned in the ethics of our fathers, Pirkei Avot, the what? Harabanut koveret ba'aleha, which means, when you become very powerful, this be, makes you what? A little bit haughty. And you, it causes you to pass away. 
With power comes responsibility. And with responsibility, God forbid, if you make mistakes and you abuse power, you die early. So Joshua also was the ultimate powerful. I mean, we don't want to view him as a dictator, but he had absolute power like in his previous Gilgul, in his previous life, when he was Joseph, and they both passed away prematurely. Because Joshua had 70 advisors, which are the Shivim Zekanim. And just like Joseph, Yosef HaSadik passed away before all his other brothers, Joshua passed away before all the other 70 elders that were together with him in the time of Moshe Rabbeinu. Now, another very important thing, how we know that Joshua, Yoshua was a Gilgul of Yosef, is because Yosef, it says, who Yosef? Yosef never changed his ethics and morality, even though he became the prime minister of Egypt. About Joshua, it says the same thing. It says, who Yehoshua? Joshua also didn't let the power corrupt him, and he stated the same level of righteousness. And guess what? Yosef, he had, he was uh, in a pit, in a dungeon. He came out, and what happened to him? He became the ultimate leader of Egypt. Joshua also became the king of the Jews. People were outstanding. It was astonishing. Just like in his previous lifetime with Yosef. Why? Because what happened was, nobody thought that Joshua was a genius. He was the one in charge. of. He was like the Shamish. He was like Moshe's kind of like, not. I don't want to say servant, but he was in charge of cleaning and setting up the benches where all the Jews would come and learn Torah. Now, another fascinating connection between Moshe and, I'm sorry, Joshua and Yosef is that when Moses put his hand on Joshua's head and blessed him, what happened? It says, Ruach Chochmah. He was engulfed and totally surrounded with unlimited wisdom. The same thing is with who? Yosef. When Yosef interprets Paro's dreams, Paro tells to all his advisors in the court, is there such a person in the entire kingdom of Egypt that has so much wisdom like Yosef? So this neshama of Yosef, which became reincarnated, Gilgul, in Joshua was a very, very wise Neshama. We know that in the Torah it says whatever Yosef did, he was very successful in. Look in Joshua chapter 1, Pasuk 8. God tells Joshua, if you keep my Torah and your faithful servant like Moshe was, God tells Joshua, whatever you do, you're going to be successful also. And guess what? When 
Moses, when Yosef's first master, which was none other than Potiphar, he saw every, he was astonishing. Everything Joseph touched turned into gold. And Adonav, and Yudke Vavke, Kol Asher Yeroshua. In the first chapter, the first time we see that Joseph was super successful, in that passage, Vayar Adonav, Et Yoshua, Kol Asher, I'll show it to you here, thank God we're on Facebook Live, you could see it. I don't know if you could see that pasuk, but it's very clear that Joshua's name is comes inside of the name of Yosef. Because Adonav has a Yud, Hashem's name, God has a Hey, Oto is a Vav, Asher is Shin, Asa, Matzliach, Biado, that's the name of Yehoshua. Which means, the same way, another connection between Yehoshua and Yosef, which is fascinating, is that Yosef is called Na'ar, a youngster. And he would always play, in the Torah it says, with his hair. What does it say about Yehoshua? Yehoshua would never leave his master. And it also calls him a youngster. And I also want to say something very important. Out of the people of the Bible, which two of them, also Kabbalistically, tonight is the night of Kabbalah, are the most direct embodiment of Torah? Yaakov. Yaakov, Ish Tam Yoshev Ohalim. It says his brother Esau was always hunting, but Yaakov was always in the study of Torah. And who was he studying Torah? Yosef was always studying Torah with Yaakov. Again, when he became reincarnated, just like that's why did the brothers get jealous of Joseph? Menucha, can you give me some water? <coughs> because they said it's not fair. Yaakov is always studying Torah with Yosef. Why doesn't he study with us also? Later in the class we're going to explain why. Same thing, Yosef, again, was the number one prime student when he became reincarnated into the body of Joshua with who? Moshe. So throughout his life, we know Yaakov Avinu Baruch Atah Adonai Elohim Manchalam Shalakom Yaakov Avinu is the symbol of truth. Why did God not start Judaism from Yitzchak, Isaac, or Abraham? Because they were not the symbol of truth of Torah. Bene Israel, Yaakov has another name. Yaakov and Israel. Judaism is started from who? From the children of Jacob. Because Jacob is the symbol of Torah. Same thing. Who was always studying with Jacob Torah? Yosef. Again, when he became reincarnated, he was connected to the giver of the ultimate Torah. Torah Sivalanu Moshe Morashah Keilat Yaakov. 
Very interesting, that passage also that I just told you, you see that Yaakov and Moshe are the embodiment of Torah, which throughout his both reincarnations, times that he served in this world, Yosef was connected to the both of the Torah. Now very interestingly, if you read Tehilim, it says, Edut be Yehosef Shemo. At the end of his life, Yosef got the name of Hey added to his name. He became Yehosef. And that's why we see when God blesses Yehoshua, it says, Yehoshiachami Atzat Meraglim, which is a fascinating thing. Why didn't he have to add another Hey? If Yah, because it's very important, in his last Gilgul, he already got, added the name of Hey. That's why before Joshua's name was what? Hoshea ben Nun. Later his name got changed to what? Yehoshua ben Nun. The Hey from Yosef got added to him in a previous reincarnation. Now I want to tell you something. This is probably the most important part of the class. Because we know who were the... Moses sent how many spies? Twelve. Five plus five plus two. Twelve spies to spy in the land of Israel. Now what happened? Two of the spies were pro-Israel. Joshua and Caleb. The question everybody asks is, why did Moses, before he sent them on the mission to spy in the land of Israel, what did he do? He blessed Yehoshua and added a Yud to his name. Why didn't he bless Kalev? Why didn't he bless any other any other of the tribes? So, this part of this class answers this question because if you look in the commentaries on Bamidbar, everybody asks this question. The answer is very simple. Moses, when was the ultimate the ultimate Kabbalist, Moses saw that the soul of none other than his star student Joshua is the soul of Yosef. Yosef was the one that was saying Lashon Hara about his brothers. If you look in the beginning of Parashat Vayashev in the Torah, it says what? That Yosef was always talking Lashon Hara about his brothers to who? Yaakov Avinu. Moses saw that my star student, I'm worried if he comes back into the... He's going to make the same mistake he made in his previous reincarnation, Gilgul. So therefore, this is a very important idea. Tonight is the night of Lag Baomer. How do you know what your purpose is in life? Probably this is the most important part of the class. So many people including one of my own close family members says, if we are all reincarnations, then why are we put into this world? Why was God recycling us? The answer is brought down in the Arira. Volba also brings it in his Haktama to Aleishor, when one of the Rebbes gave him a Haskam over there. The sin 
the bad midah, character trait that you have, that is the most difficult, excruciatingly difficult for you to keep under control, like let's say somebody, God forbid, is addicted to overeating. So much so that even if he eats unkosher, he'll, he's, he's gonna go for that. Even though he's born in a religious family, his stomach is, it says any sin which you literally have to kill yourself and it's so hard for you not to do that or anger. It must be, you should devote your life to break that bad habit, that sin that you're addicted to. Because that's the reason why God reincarnated you. And that's what Moshe saw in the soul of his student Joshua, Yehoshua. He said, I'm worried that Joshua, the last time you said Lashonar about Reuven, Shimon, Levi, you're going to go say Lashonar about the land of Israel. That's why he had to bless him that God forbid he shouldn't make the same mistake and say Lashonar again. Now very interestingly, we know that the Gemara says that Joshua was a lover of the nation of Israel. So much so the Gemara in Eruvin page 22b says that in the city of Gilgal, which was one of the first cities that was established, the Jews established when they came into Israel, he used to pave the roads there. Kabbalistically, we can say Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, Yisachar, which were his brothers, are Roshet Tevot, Yisrael. Which means that the first city that the Jews established, that became the, the first capital of the Jews in Israel, which was Gilgal, Yosef, through becoming into the world, through the body of Joshua, he sanctified and loved his brothers. Because Gilgal is also the word Gilgul, which means that he came into the world again and paved the road to love all Jews. Not, because let's not forget, I just want to say this, this is something very important to understand. And that is that Yosef and our patriarch Yaakov, in our way, a little bit partners in crime, in causing the brothers to hate them. Because Yaakov gave Joseph the special coat, like I'm wearing this nice colorful coat here tonight, in honor of Lagba Omer. And Yosef would say Lashon Hara about his brothers. So, it could be, the way we're understanding tonight's classes is that, the fact that Yosef came back into the world as a leader and a unifier and the one that established the land of Israel, it's very important. Now another common denominator between the two lives of Yosef and Joshua, which are essentially we're saying are the same soul, is that Yosef hayam kinat Hashem. Joseph was very zealous for the honor of God. I want to say something very important here because a lot of people think that when we talk about our patriarchs or people like Yosef, when Yosef said Lashonar about his brothers, 
his sin wasn't that he said the Lashon Hara. His sin was that he should have told his brothers, you guys are doing something that I believe is a sin. Instead of just going tattletailing. The reason why Yosef was saying Lashon Hara about it to his to Jacob, his father, was because he thought the brothers were eating non-kosher. And he thought that they were fooling around with pagan women, which they weren't. Because if you learn the Mishnah Lamelech, and actually I printed it right here, basically, Joseph and his brothers, they had a difference of opinion. Joseph held that they have to keep everything that's in the Torah. Uh, even though Moshe had not given them the Torah, since they're the children of Israel, they have to keep the Torah in its entirety. The brothers thought, no, we're on a higher level than the non-Jews, but we're not officially Jews yet, because we haven't received the Ten Commandments. Now, the thing that I'm trying to explain to you is, Joseph was very zealous for the honor of God, that's why he said Lashonara to his father, Yaakov, and he said, why are they not keeping the Torah? And again, we see when Yosef becomes reincarnated in the world through Joshua, Joshua was very zealous for the honor of his teacher Moshe. What did he say to Moshe? Eldad Umedad, they, they said a prophecy. They were one of the 70 elders. The 70 elders, they said that Moses is going to die in the desert and Joshua is going to enter us into the land of Israel. Moshe, Joshua told his mentor, Moshe Rabbeinu Adoni Moshe Kelaim, curse them, because they're cursing you. So this soul of Joshua is the same soul of Moshe, that it had a lot of zealousness, it cared a lot about the honor of God, that same thing, Joseph his brothers were jealous of him. And when Joshua became the replacement of Moshe Rabbeinu, a lot of the 70 elders became jealous of Joshua. It says in the Midrash. Same thing. It's funny that we have to understand, you can look at a lot of YouTube videos on this and it's been documented. A soul, when it becomes reincarnated, a lot of times it's a muzzle and mission and even what it looks like are going to be very similar. Now, what, what, what I want to explain to you is also that both Joshua and Yosef, they caused clothing to be ripped. Why? When they gave the news to our patriarch, Yaakov Avinu, that Yosef had been, they, took, they lied to him, they said he's been devoured by a wolf, Jacob ripped his clothing, and also all the brothers ripped their clothing in mourning for Yosef. Guess what? The first city the Jews had to conquer in the land of Israel was what? And parenthetically, I want to tell you all, everybody's Monday night, we're going to learn the prophets. It is one of the most under-explained and taught topics in Judaism. The first city that Jews conquered was Jericho. And 
Yoshua wanted to devote the first city to God. And what happened? He said that nobody is to take any of the spoils of the city. Anything in the city, we're going to bury it and just leave it to God. So when the walls of Jericho fell down, you are not allowed. But there was one person, Achan. He went and against Joshua's teachings and ruling, and he went and stole stuff from the city of Jericho, and God brought a, brought a plague on the Jews. When Joshua saw that, it says in the prophet, he fell on his face and he ripped his clothing again. So again, we see the common denominator between Joseph and Joshua, where Joshua was a reincarnation of Gilgul of Yosef. Both of them have this thing with clothing being ripped because of them. Something also very important is that we know for a fact that Yosef is the Sitnoshel Esav. It says in the holy writings of the Tanakh that Yosef is going to be the one that burns Esav, the antithesis of Jacob. And also... Who was the first person that was taken to destroy Amalek, which was a children, which was the children, is the arch enemy of the Jews. Yehoshua was chosen. And guess what? Vayikru, which is 392, is the numerical value of the name of of. Uh, of Joshua, which is the previous thing I was talking about. about, But, Bachar means Moshe chose Yoshua to go kill Amalek, and also the name of Yoshua's wife in his second, when he came back as Yoshua was Rachav. <coughs> because Kabbalistically, why would Joshua marry the biggest prostitute in the land of Israel? Does this make any sense? The answer is Kabbalistically, since she was the number one madame in all of Israel, and all the princes and kings had slept with Rachav, which she was a reincarnation of Zolecha. So, so Kabbalistically, she converted to Judaism, but when Yeshua slept with her, he was able to overcome, on a spiritual level, all of the um, kings, 31 kings of the nation of, nation of Israel, Canaan, and overcome them. Now something else also very fascinating is, Yosef made the entire nation of Israel, of Egypt, do Brit Milah. A lot of people don't know this. But it's a nice thing to say at your Shabbat table. Did you know... Now why did Yosef do that? I want to go in a little bit on a tangent here. If you read the last parsha of the first book of the Torah, Bereshit Vayechi, it says that Yosef, believe it or not, made all the Egyptians do Brit Milah. Why? Because he knew, the Rambam, Maimonides explains, why do Jews need to do circumcision? Because it makes your sexual desire lower. Joseph knew that the, Yosef Sadiq knew, 
that if the Jews entered the land of Egypt, he wanted the Egyptians not to be sexually immoral and God forbid rape the Jewish women. So Joseph made the ent- every Jewish man, if you would not, a Jewish Egyptian man, I'm sorry, Egyptian men, the non-Jewish, they wouldn't get Brit Milah, they would not get food, they would die of hunger. So by hook or by crook, he made all the Egyptian men do Brit Milah, so when the Jews enter the country, the country will be more sexually moral, and God forbid the Jews won't follow them, because we, why do we need Mashiach so desperately? And then God should send him tonight, Lag Ba'omer and the Zechur of Holy Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. Because, like we say in Farsi, Kamal Leham Neshin Barman Asar Mikone. You can't go in the mud and come out non clean. When you, we get so affected by our surroundings. And guess what? When he became reincarnated, Yosef, in the body of Joshua, again he made all the Jews do Brit Milah when they entered the land of Israel. And they brought the Korban Pesach and they brought the Korban of Brit Milah there. Now, something that's very important to understand is that I said this before and we're going to finish the class up hopefully within five minutes. Yosef was the number one student of Yaakov. That's why the brothers got jealous. Yaakov was not giving enough attention to his other sons. He was always with Yosef, Yosef, Yosef. Because he was teaching Yosef a special Torah, a special science, similar to the science of Kabbalah. It was the science, it was the Torah that, the Torah of Noah. Now Rav Yaakov Kamenetsi explains... What was this Torah? Really, Yaakov was, God forbid, didn't realize that if he spends all his time with his son Yosef, the other brothers are not going to get jealous? Why would Yaakov? Because Yaakov knew that Yosef one day is going to be taken captive and he's going to be in a foreign country. This special Torah that Yaakov taught Yosef he didn't need to teach his other sons because his other sons wouldn't be captive. Joseph was the only ethical, moral, God-worshipping person in the land of Egypt. He needed to know this science called the Torah of Shem. The Torah of Shem and Eber, which is the same Torah that they got from who? From Noah. See, the whole world got corrupted and they died in the flood. There was one person that stayed ethical and godly and angelic. And who was that? That was none other than Noah and Shem, his son. Yaakov taught Yosef that when you go and are amongst evil people, we saw that Egypt was a filthy place sexually. There are certain psychological techniques which help you and protect you 
not to learn and be affected by your surroundings. Yaakov didn't teach this to his other sons because he knew they wouldn't be held captive. And therefore, like we said before, the biggest expert in the Torah of Yaakov, the Torah of Shem Ve'eber, was again when Yosef became reincarnated in Joshua, who was the best student of Moshe Rabbeinu that spent the most time with him? Yoshua. And obviously, the number one connection we could say between Yosef and his reincarnation, his second life, which was Joshua, is that they both loved the land of Israel. What did Yosef do? He made the Jews swear that they would take his coffin to the land of Israel and bury him. And this could, I wanted to suggest to you something very important. Now it's very unfortunate that Moses wasn't able to bring us into the land of Israel, but it seems from the Kabbalistic writings, there's a reason for that. Yosef was the biggest Zionist and lover of the land of Israel, religious Zionist. That's why he made the Jews swear to take his body to the land of Israel, his coffin. Again, he he became reincarnated. That same soul through the body of Joshua took the Jews into the land of Israel because it had to be Joshua. This is one of the reasons maybe why Moshe wasn't... There's other reasons why Moshe Rabbeinu was not the person to do it. But obviously this is one of the reasons that Yeshua had the great merit is because in his previous reincarnation, in his previous life, he had a, such a love and obsession with the land of Israel. He was the one that physically brought the Jews into the land of Israel. Something else fascinating is, we know the evil eye does not affect the tribe of Joseph which Joshua, by the way, is a great-grandson of Yosef. He's from the tribe of Ephraim. That's why when Yaakov goes to bless his children, he blesses who first? He blesses Ephraim first, because he knew Joshua was going to come out of it, of the his descendant Ephraim. Well, guess what? In Aramaic, Nun means Dag. Means because God, through our prophet and patriarch Yaakov, blessed Yosef that you're going to be like a fish, just like fish are underwater and are not affected by the evil eye. So too, the tribe of Joseph, which Yahushua was also not affected by the evil eye. That's why the Targum says, Yahushua ben Nun, Aramaic Nun means dog. So again, we see this... Fascinating, fascinating. Um, and also, what did Yosef see in his dream? That the brothers, be, that was the thing that sealed Yosef's fate. That he said, I will see that the sun and the moon and 11 stars will bow down to me. Well, guess what? This prophecy came true when? In the time of Joshua. Because we're going to read one of the biggest miracles of the Bible that I wasn't aware of 
as a rabbi till a few years ago, probably 10, 15 years ago, was that God stopped time for Yoshua. He, he caused the moon and the sun to stay placed so Joshua would be able to defeat the enemies of the Jews. The sun had a longer orbit that day. It didn't set. Is So Kabbalistically, when Jacob blessed Yosef, Yosef's dream, I'm sorry, Yosef's dream was happened that literally the sun and the moon bowed down to him. He asked God in his reincarnation as Joshua that the sun and moon should not set. And that's what happened. So everybody have a happy Lagba Omer. I hope you enjoyed. And uh, uh, wishing you the best, all the best. Shalom.